Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Ross Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up here and get a load of this. Both the Houston Astros and New York Jets were flying sky high this past weekend, but with one major difference. And I'm not talking about one playing football, the other playing baseball. No, I'm talking about one being expected by many to win, the Astros, while just about nobody but nobody was giving the Jets any kind of chance at winning. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. And, I, I, you know, even though one was just one game and the other one was for a championship, I'm talking about the Astros winning the World Series, I got to pay homage to the New York Jets. So they're going to lead off right now. Bill Parcells would always tell us when he was with the Jets, and you're talking about a Hall of Fame coach, and Bill would always say, it's easy, it's real easy to be on a six-game winning streak. It's real easy to win a game 36 nothing. You will find out about who somebody is and what your team is when you're on the reverse end of what he just said, when you're on the reverse end of 6-0, and maybe 0-6, when you're on the reverse end of 36 nothing, being 0-0, you have the 0 and the other team has the 36, being able to get off the deck and bounce back. And I know it is just one game. It is just one game. But... The Jets' victory over the Buffalo Bills yesterday was something to behold. It was really, really special. I got to give full marks, full marks to everybody involved with the Jets for that victory. You know, normally I don't get a chance to concentrate and watch a Jets game because, as you people know, I'm involved with the, the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I do a show for the Giants, so I'm concentrating on them, usually at the games on, on Sundays. But it was their bye week, and I watched that Jets game. Now, first of all, this entire past week, the entire past week, they were killed. I mean, I mean, everybody was killing the Jets for losing to the Patriots last week, killing them. I, I mean, talk radio was off the charts. Social media was off the charts. They wanted to tar and feather uh, Zach Wilson, run him out of town. This guy's no good. Second round pick my ass. Not second round, second pick overall my ass. This, that, and the other thing. Kid's awful. He's no good. I mean, he got it big time. So the question was, how was he going to respond and how were the Jets going to respond? And they responded with a very, very extremely impressive 20-17 to victory. I mean, we're not talking about they just had a good game against an opponent. Just about, I mean... 
just about every, any and everybody, experts, fans, acknowledges that the Buffalo Bills, if they are not the team to beat to go to the Super Bowl, they are right there in top two, top three. They are it. And they are certainly the class of the AFC East. And then along came the Jets. And when I tell you, it was ugly this past week. I mean, the the criticism, uh, and and much of it was justified. When I say justified, you know, they had a lousy game against the Pats last week, and they still could have won. But, you know, Wilson had an awful game. But, you know, some of the madness, and this doesn't just happen to the Jets. Take your pick here in New York. Take your pick here in New York. You, you've heard me talk about uh, Daniel Jones with the Giants. I mean, the last couple of years, they killed him unmercifully. Take your pick, whether it, it's the Mets, the Yankees. Take your pick. It happens. Knicks, Nets, <laughs> take your pick. That's what it is playing in the biggest market in the world. So again, how does one respond? How does one respond? I will tell you, uh, I'm not going to say that Zach Wilson was magnificent. He wasn't magnificent. But what he was, was solid. And coming off an ugly, ugly performance the week before, that made that solid performance of his yesterday all that much more impressive. You know, his numbers, when you look at his numbers, what the hell, I mean, uh, let's see here. He, he was 18 of 25 passing, 154 yards. He had a touchdown, one touchdown, and uh, what the heck was it, 24 yards rushing. Okay, well, what would you rather have? Those, those numbers, or would you have, the, have like glossy numbers, like, Against the Patriots, 20 for 41, 355 yards. Think about that. He had 200 more yards passing against the Patriots. He had two touchdowns, but he also had three interceptions. So what he did, what Zach Wilson did this past Sunday, he managed the game. He managed the game. Now, they didn't, the Jets didn't draft a guy number two overall, just to be a manager. They drafted him with high expectations, high aspirations. But no matter what, he's still a second-year quarterback. And he got himself up off the deck. And to me, those little things... Get yeah, I should let me correct myself. Getting yourself up off the deck is not a little thing. It's a major factor. He took the criticism, didn't let him get him down. He he didn't come on the field today with his shoulders sagging. A woe is me, oh they beat me up. This no 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 no.
You know, you're not talking to somebody here who's like a big Zach Wilson fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm against him, but, you know, I watch him. I cover him. But he managed the game. I mean, the key to this Jets team, from what I've been seeing, because I, I felt that watching it when I got to see him the week before um, against the Patriots, they got a damn good defense. A damn good defense. They made life real uncomfortable for Josh Allen, who everybody is talking about as if he's all world. And I'm I'm not knocking him because, you know, he's a great, great quarterback. But Jets' defense was very, very strong. They busted his ass all, all afternoon. And that's what you have to do with a quarterback like that. But with the game on the line, with the game on the line, scores 17-17, the Jets got the ball they had a punt. The the Bills did. Jets got the ball on their own four-yard line. On her own four-yard line. And for the next six minutes and change, literally shoved the ball right down the throats of the Buffalo Bills. Shoved the ball right down their throats, right off the bat. First two plays, first down, first downs, running plays. They didn't pass. They finally passed when they needed a crucial first down and they got it down near the, the goal line or, you know, with the, the round of five, whatever the heck it was. And then when there was a time to try another pass, he didn't try and force it. He took the sack. Wilson did. They subsequently kicked the field goal, which proved to be the game-winning field goal. But in those six minutes, they they shoved the ball. I didn't know what I... I I thought I was watching Lombardi's Packers for crying out loud. I thought I was watching Larry Saka running for the undefeated Miami Dolphins. That's what I thought I was watching. No, these were the New York Jets. These were the New York Jets. And they got themselves up off the deck. And their head coach, Robert Sala, said it best after the game. Maybe the only people that gave them a chance in hell of winning the game were the guys inside that locker room. But you know what? I've heard heard many a coach say that. And the truth of the matter is, that's what counts. If you believe in yourself and you could block out all the extraneous noise and man, oh man, oh man, in this market, in this town, there's plenty of that to go around. But the Jets did that. And for a young team, that was very, very impressive. I mean, I I can't tell you, you know, what, what I started off by saying to you what Parcells used to say, you but it's true. You judge somebody, it's easy to win. Well, let me correct that. It's easy to be a good winner. 
How do you handle the losses? How do you handle a tough loss? How do you handle adversity? I, I've said this many times. You know, they say New York is the best place in the world to win. It is. You're adored by your fans. They throw you parades. They love you. You can't buy your own self a drink. You can't buy a meal. They do everything for you. But man, oh man, if it works the other way, they get on your ass and don't let up. I'm talking fans. I'm talking media. I'm talking everybody. So yes, it's only one game, but it's a huge game. It's a huge game and and, and a, a huge win because it comes, it comes. They didn't just beat one of the best teams in the league. They beat a team that is the class of the AFC East. Anybody will tell you that. And they did that coming off the heels of an ugly loss to one of their longtime, their longest nemesis, the New England Patriots. I think it was their 13th loss on a row to them. So the Jets really regrouped and they took care of business. They're now six and three going into the bye week. And, you know, they can start thinking whatever the heck they want to think. You know, I always say this, you've heard me say this about the Giants. It's too early, I think, for people to think about the playoffs. If if the Jets and their young team wants to think about it, that's fine. As long as they keep their eyes on a prize. And to me, what the prize always has to be is the next game in hand. But, boy, the the, the Jets took major steps, major, major steps with the win over the Buffalo Bills. Major, major steps. So congrats to everybody involved with gangrene because that was one heck of a tremendous victory. As far as... The team that was expected by many to be in a World Series this year, the Houston Astros, they got the job done. And they got the job done, as far as I'm concerned, in very, very impressive fashion. Very impressive fashion. Uh, You know, uh, they did it with hitting. They did it with pitching. Uh starting and and bullpen and they also showed you know what I was just talking about resiliency you know the Houston Astros uh, I mean first of all I got to say this up front I couldn't be happier for a guy like Dusty Baker I think he's a credit to baseball I think he's a very good man so I'm happy for him for finally winning his first one as a manager but you look what the Astros did you know the Astros they had a 5 nothing lead over the Phillies in game one. 5 nothing at home in Houston. They blow it. They end up losing the game 6-5. Now, that, that could really take the wind out of your sails. As, you know, I was using, talking about bouncing back. In game two, right out of the gate, they did bounce back. They end up winning that game, so now it's series was tied at one. Game three, 
in Philadelphia, they get their shorts, their jocks blown off. Five home runs by the Phillies. So now they're down two games to one with two more games coming in Philly. They bounce back in game four. They win game five. And then in the clincher on Saturday night, Phillies, you know, and that's nervous time because the Phillies take that one nothing lead on Schwarber's home run. But Jordan Alvarez, oh my goodness. And, you know, he had... He's had a rough postseason. But the roughness was sandwiched in between some some big-time prowess. Let me put it to to you that way. I mean, he gets up and hits a monster home run, a three-run jack. They subsequently go on to win 4-1. But, you you know, to me, what struck me there... That's the mark of what a great player, a great power hitter is able to do. Because when they, in their first series against Seattle, they they were getting killed. They come back in game one. He hits a three-run homer, and they win that game 8-7. In game two, he hits another game-winning home run, what proved to be the game winner. And then he does it Saturday night. It's not just stepping up. It's stepping up in clutch situations when your team is in dire need of making something happen. Now, I know there are a lot of people out there who don't like the Astros. They say, bleep the Astros. They're cheaters, this and that. You know what? There was no buzzes yesterday. Uh, Saturday night, there was no garbage cans. There was nothing but winning baseball. And, you know, it doesn't get mentioned too often. They lost a great player. Not a good player, a great player. When Carlos Correa left the team last year, after last year. Great player. They went on to win the World Series without him. Now, doesn't hurt that the guy who replaced him, Jeremy Pena, had a terrific rookie season and was your World Series MVP. But, again, that's the mark of a very, very good team. You know, a lot of people have said to me, you know, Russ... You pick on the Yankees for, for, for their small ball and their, or their analytics and this and that. Well, the Astros do the analytics too. Yes, they do. But the Astros also show a far greater capability of playing small ball and doing the other things when it... Um, appears to be necessary. Let me put it to, to you that way. I think part of that is because of the guy who manages. I think Dusty Baker, re- remember something, D- Dusty Baker had to take over this team when it was in turmoil after the scandal and everything else that went down. And he was what the doctor ordered. 
And again, what I've been talking about was getting up and off the deck. This was a team that was hated by many. Went from town or city to city, booed. Cheaters this, cheaters that, da-da-da-da-da-da, ba-da-beep-ba-da-bop-ba-da-boop, and so on and so forth. But in the end, in the end, folks, what about in the end? In the end, they're the last team standing. They are the World Series champs. So like we say all along, you know, you've heard me say it time and again, easy to be a good winner. How do you handle adversity? The two teams I'm talking about, at least on this day, have handled their adversity quite well. Now, one was a lot longer for the Houston Astros with the cheating and everything else. And the, Well, you know what? The Jets have had their fill of adversity too. But they got up off the deck, came up with a very, very big win. So as I said uh, to open, both the Astros and Jets were flying high this past weekend. May they continue to do so. I'll leave it at that. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a load of this. Now I'd like to be getting a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do so on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank my home here at Believe.com because I've said it many times before. Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. Uh, of course, I have to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. And... Uh, since that is the case, I want to remind all of you, if you haven't done so already, or maybe you're just tuning in here for the first time, you can also see me uh, on uh, my a video, get a load of this podcast, on the Yes app. All you have to do is go to uh, uh, get yourself, download the Yes app, and you'll see me doing my podcast each and every week. And uh, again... I, I've said it before, it's great to be part of the Yes Network and their family, and uh, just as I'm proud to be part of the Believe family here, but you can see me, it comes out every Tuesdays on the Yes app, real simple, just go and download it, and voila, you're done. And uh, that being the case, I'll end off by saying what I always do, I hope each and every one of you have yourselves a great week, and always remember to get a load of this. Have a good one, folks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.